Welcome, friends, to episode three of the Missing Pieces podcast, which I'm now happy to announce is available, I think, pretty much anywhere that you could possibly listen to podcasts. It's now finally on Apple Podcasts, which is a huge victory. It's on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public whatever that is. But if that's where you listen to your podcast, I'll have links to all those down below so you can listen to this as opposed to watching this if that's your thing. And that's kind of what I picture a podcast being, something that you could go be doing something else and listening to it while you do that. But if you do like it on YouTube, you get to see my beautiful face as we talk about things that we talk about here. Last episode, we talked about my passion for Lego or lack thereof. And we also talked about how to find your passion. And I looked at the comments on that video and I was just so happy to see people responding in a very informed way it seemed and like really thinking about their lives. I feel like if there's anything that I could possibly do on this podcast is to get maybe get, get you to think a little bit about your life or your direction or where you've been and where you're going. Like no better thing to think about than that. So we're going to continue that here. This video or this podcast or podcast is specifically going to be tailored to people that want to start and or grow, mostly start and grow a Lego YouTube channel. I get asked about this all the time, especially in live streams is how do I start a Lego channel? Where do I start a channel? How do I make it grow? How do I make other people find me or get other people to find me? And it's a lot of stuff to think about. And I thought it'd be nice to have a resource here that I could direct people to when I get asked this in the future, or maybe somebody just comes along searching for this. Hi, welcome to Missing Pieces how to start and grow a Lego YouTube channel. So I have a whole bunch of notes here. So if you see, if you're watching this and you see me looking down, that's what I'm doing. I just kind of wanted to have all my ideas in one spot. So I don't just do this off the cuff and realize that I forgot to tell you how to even start it. So let's get started at that point in starting a YouTube channel. So what do you need to start a YouTube channel? You don't need much, honestly. First of all, you need a YouTube account, which I believe is, is as simple as having a Gmail address or getting a Gmail account. So you go get some Gmail, I don't think you even need Google Plus and all that stuff. They got rid of all the things they were trying to pack on to us before. You start that, and then I think you can go to YouTube and start a YouTube channel. Easy as that. Getting monetized and all that stuff, we're not even going to get into that here because that's way down the road. This is just going to be getting start and growing it. So you have yourself a YouTube account, a Gmail account, of course. Next thing you're going to need is a camera. And this is something that I think a lot of people think about, all the equipment. What do I need to start this? There's no way that I can do a YouTube channel because I don't have a big fancy camera like this or whatever. And this isn't even really a fancy one, but it's more than what you need. All you really need to start a YouTube channel, at least in my opinion, is a cell phone, a cell phone that has a camera. And you don't even need like the newest things. You don't need to have your Samsung Galaxy X10 Plus. You don't need to have your new iPhone 11. You could honestly get by with any video camera that shoots in 1080p. You could probably even go beyond that to 720p, but I would recommend trying to keep it high definition, which means that if you have a cell phone that is probably, I don't know, uh, three or four years old or newer, you're probably good. And I think that probably describes a lot of people that are watching this. You're probably watching this on something. Heck, you could probably even make a YouTube channel just using your iPad. In fact, I know you could. As long as you have a camera and you can get your voice out to the world, it's really all you need. So I highly recommend if you're starting a channel, don't run out and buy something like this. And if you're if you're listening to this, I'm showing off my Canon M50, which is what I use for some of the videos and I have a expensive microphone on top of that. You don't need all that stuff. I like that. I'm a, I'm kind of a camera nerd. I'm obsessed with this kind of stuff. Like I probably spend more time watching camera videos and I do YouTube videos, to be honest, just because I love that kind of stuff. Let's go back to episode two, my passions. No, we're not going to do that. Just get yourself your cam, your camera on your cell phone and get started. So those are the two things you need to start out. You got your YouTube account, you got your camera. Now, where do we go from there? 
How about some tips on making videos? Because that's the next thing. I think a lot of you guys have the first two things checked off. Next thing, tips for filming is how I classify this. Here's my number one thing. Keep your camera still. Don't be like me. Sometimes I have, I'm, I'm running around with this thing pointed all over the place, filming all kinds of stuff. It's not good, especially if you're not very good at doing that. You want to have your camera on something. I recommend a tripod or if you have like one of those little holders that you can put your cell phone into, that'd be fantastic. Or being that you're a Lego channel and I'm assuming you probably have a Lego collection. I've seen a lot of people do tutorials on how to build like a cell phone holder for your cell phone using Lego. So you could do that or even just prop it up on something. Don't have your camera flying all over the place. Have it sitting still. Next thing, and probably equally as important, have good lighting. You need to either find a place in your house that has a, like a window right in front of you or a place where lots of natural light's coming in. And if you don't have that and you're in a space like me, which is downstairs, literally I have a window there, which you can see behind me if you're watching this on video or if you're not and you're on all these other things, including Radio Public and Spotify and all those, you can't see that. But I have one window that's way behind me, not putting in much light. I've got another window up here, not much light. It's very dark in here. So I literally have, I have like 13 lights on that I can turn on in here. They're not all on right now. So if you're wondering like, why is your lighting crappy, Greg? Well, it's because I don't have them all on. This this is suitable for me. But my the thing that I can recommend to you if you're doing your videos is try to bring as much lighting in as possible. Get yourself a desk lamp. Get yourself kind of like floor lamps like I have. You probably see one behind me right there that's not on. Try to bring as much light in as possible so people can see what you're doing. In addition to that, the other thing, along with the stable camera, the lighting is also audio. You want to make sure that people can hear you. Try to speak up. Try to project your voice when you're filming your thing because nothing's worse than bad audio in a YouTube video. I, I would almost go as far as saying, and some people may disagree with me on this, I almost feel like audio is more important than video. I can get around your your kind of crappy quality if you're shooting in 720p or whatever we talked about earlier. But if your audio sounds terrible and it's garbled, there's other people running through your house, there's background noise on, you've got your TV on while you're filming it. It's just, it's unacceptable. So try to get your audio sounding good. I mean, if you have, if you're in a quiet space with some lighting in your cell phone, you have yourself a Lego YouTube channel. It's not that difficult. I mean, it is. Let's let's go on. It does get a little more difficult than that. Um, I want to talk about general video advice. This is a topic that I think could help a lot of people that are at that point where I'm, I'm describing now, where you have all these things and it's just like, where do I go from there? That's when things start getting complicated. So the first thing you need to decide if you're making a Lego channel, you've kind of decided that, one, I want to make videos about some type of part of the Lego hobby, whether it's stop motions, reviews, maybe you're doing Lego vlogs kind of like we do. I don't know, what, whatever, your, whatever your thing is, maybe you're doing speed builds, I don't know. Whatever that thing is, decide what you want to do. And my advice to you is don't just look at a YouTube channel that you admire and see the type of videos they're doing and think, oh, I'm just gonna do that because I think that gets a lot of views. You're not gonna last if you do that. If You need to be into what you're doing. So if you really love watching super detailed reviews, make some super detailed reviews. If you really love watching speed builds, make some awesome speed builds. If you love doing Lego hauls or watching Lego hauls, do Lego hauls. Oh, that's a little more complicated because that requires money. And we're gonna talk about that in a little bit, the whole how do I do a YouTube channel without a lot of money or any money for that matter or any sets for that matter? I want to talk about that in a bit because I feel like that's a question that's come up before. And I'm going to be answering a lot of your guys' questions here at the end of this as well. So 
Big advice, make videos that you're interested in. Do what you wanna do, something that you can feel passionate about. Back to episode two, I feel like all these, all these episodes are gonna stack on top of each other. So make videos that you love to make, whatever that is. Make stuff that you would wanna watch. Don't copy other people, but that isn't to say that, say you watch someone that does Lego news and you're like, dude, they make like the best Lego news videos. I can never compete with that. It's worthless for me to even try. Don't think that way because what people are gonna subscribe to your channel for, and this is gonna be more about how to grow your channel, they're gonna come for you and your personality. That's the biggest thing that you can bring to the table. Anybody and everybody can do a certain type of video, but only you can bring yourself, right? And I think people will appreciate that if, because everyone's unique, right? Like you might think that, I might, personally, I might think that my life's very boring. Like I live in the country, there's nothing to do or whatever, but other people that live in a city might find that to be wildly interesting. And my perspective on things is way different than other people's and their perspective is way different from mine. And it's what makes the world interesting. So don't worry about being the 450th person to do a Lego review on a set. I mean, it's gonna be hard to get noticed, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't put yourself out there and try because people will will find you. Um, another advice that I have for under general video advice is to have a quick intro. Now, I was thinking about our intro. I'm not talking about like a flashy graphic or whatever. You can do that, but make it very short. Or you could do a super long thing that says, welcome back. If you're new here, my name's Greg. This is Clark. And together we share a Protect journey every day. It's like, you probably don't need that much, but I think it's good to let people kind of know what your channel is, especially if you know that you have a direction. Say like, I don't know. Say you're sharing your Lego journey with your four-year-old son. Have a little thing that says like, hey, this is our Lego journey. Or if you're doing reviews, be like, you know, Lego dudes reviews. If that's your name, I just gave you your intro. You're welcome. Have a little thing just to let people kind of know that you're serious about this. And also I think it's important to be clear in your purpose when you're making an individual video, when you start that video and you're reviewing whatever Lego set it is, say, this is what I plan to do in this video, just so they know what to expect. I mean, your thumbnail and title should also kind of show that unless you're doing some super clickbaity stuff and you have like a girl in a bikini or something and you're like hot girls in bikinis and then you're showing this new Lego set you got. That's probably not going to work. That's not on my list of things to recommend. Don't take that out of context, guys. Be clear in your purpose. Let people know like, hey, in today's video, I'm going to be reviewing this new Lego set that I got. Perfect. They know what to expect and they know that to, to, to stick around for that. But on the same end of that, be clear in your purpose, but also don't ramble. Don't let your things go on too long. Don't do what I'm doing right now, which is making a podcast that's gonna be super long that not a lot of people wanna sit around for. At least I hope, I hope they wanna sit around for that. But when you're doing things that aren't long form content like this, try to be to the point, if at all possible. Do the best that you can. Don't worry about being too nervous about it. This is probably, this what I'm doing right now makes me more nervous than almost anything that I do. Live streaming can be very nerve-wracking, but you're probably not gonna be doing that. Just just throw it out there. That's It doesn't hurt just to put it out there to the world. It doesn't need to be perfect. And you'll find that when you make your first videos, they're not gonna be perfect. Um, another, uh, one last thing I wanna talk about in general video advice, and there's probably a lot more to this, and I encourage you, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you have any suggestions for people or any further questions about anything that I talk about here, feel free to leave it down below in a comment, and I'll try to address, address it in the next episode. But at the end of your videos, being that you're just starting out, ask people for feedback. Ask them what they thought of your video. Let me know, like say, you can even come right out and say like, this is my first Lego review. Let me know what you liked about it. If there wasn't something you like, I'll try to work on that in the future. I think people are very kind in that regard. There's gonna be the very few people that are gonna trash you and you need to be prepared for that in the comments, especially unless you wanna disable comments, but I wouldn't recommend that. 
lot of people are going to support you. I've seen really bad videos, especially in the Lego space where people are like, great video. And like the video is not good, but I, I do love that about the Lego community because it is super positive. But on the other hand, you're going to have like that random person that's like, you suck at life or something like that. And you just need to be like, all right, it hurts. It does hurt when people leave you a negative comment, but just just try to brush it off. It's not going to be easy to do. Just keep on working and getting better. But if you solicit feedback at the end of your video and they're like, hey, I loved your tone. I loved how you presented it, but your lighting, I, I couldn't see the set you're reviewing because you reviewed it in the dark. You didn't listen to Missing Pieces episode three. Turn your lights on or whatever it is. Say they're, they're going to help you. It's going to be helpful to ask for feedback. So try to do that at the end. So just to recap, make the videos that you're interested in, have a quick intro, be clear in your purpose, don't ramble, ask for feedback in the end. That'll make your successful video. When you're done with that video, before you upload it to YouTube, you have a choice to make. Do you want to edit your video? Some people are going to say, I don't know anything about editing, which is not a problem. You can learn very quickly. I knew nothing about editing. I took no courses in it. I just started doing it. In terms of video editors, my best advice for you is to use any type of free one that you can. If you have Apple products, say you're filming your video with, uh, with an iPhone. Use iMovie on your iPhone. Just splice it up a little bit. Cut out the part in the beginning where you're fumbling all over yourself and the set fell over or whatever. Cut that out. Make people look, make it seem like you're very professional. If you saw my unedited videos, you'd be like, this guy does not deserve to be on YouTube. But I do my best to kind of make it a cohesive thing and make it somewhat entertaining. And I think you can do the same. That is not to say though that you don't you don't necessarily have to edit your videos. Some people I think are very good at doing just one take things. Like they hit that record button, they just they go all in and it's it's just marvelous. And I, I commend people that are like that. Not all of us can be that way, and I'm certainly not. Mostly my thing comes down to and I'm not going to talk about myself too much here other than to give my perspective. My situation comes down to being a perfectionist. Like even this podcast, I could record this podcast if I wanted to. I'd start this podcast 20 times until I get it just the right way. And sometimes it's just not the it's not the smartest thing to do. So maybe try to give it a go one take, but if you need to edit it up a little bit, just kind of slide things around. I know if you're editing on if you're on Android, if we're talking about using phones, I know there's a few editors for that. I'm not super familiar with Android, but I think it's like Power Director or something like that you can get for free. A lot of the stuff on Android has watermarks on it, which means like if you're using a company, it'll have down at the bottom, it'll have like the company's name, which isn't super professional, but I would say in the beginning, it doesn't really matter if you have that on there. I would try not to do that. If you're editing on a PC, you can use Windows Movie Maker. If you're editing on a MacBook, you can use iMovie. That's what I use for all my videos. I get asked all the time, how do you edit? I literally take my footage, I put it in iMovie, I splice it up a little bit. I don't have fancy graphics. I don't have anything tremendously outrageous on my videos. And it works. It does everything that I need to do. And it was free, assuming that it's included in the, the cost of Apple products, which we all know are, are a little pricey. Speaking of that, we're on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> but your choice, edit, don't edit, do what you can. I wouldn't not edit because you're afraid of it. I would try to edit if, you, if it's possible. And I know a lot of you are on iPhones. So if you have iMovie, throw it in there, start splicing it up. It's super easy. If you don't know how to do it or you don't know what you're doing, just play with it for a little bit. And if that doesn't work, go to YouTube and find a tutorial. I imagine they could walk you through how to splice clips because that's probably all you're going to be doing right away. You're not going to be doing like insane things. But if you are, I commend you for that. So we got to the part where you've made your video, you've edited your video, it's now online, and you're wondering, Greg, how do I grow my channel? I've, I put my video out there and one person watched it, they gave it a like. If you wanna do that on this video, you're welcome to do that. Man, shameless plugs here. How do I grow my channel? And I always tell people 
the same thing. I say, be consistent. Be consistent. It doesn't mean you have to upload every day like I do. It doesn't mean you have to upload every other day or every week. Just be consistent in what you do. If you commit to your audience that you're going to make a video the first Monday of every month, so be it. Just stick with it. Because so many people, and even I fell into this with this channel early on, there'd be months that I went without making videos. And like, if you're trying to build an audience of people, and if, if say you make, say you committed to making videos Monday, Wednesday, Friday, say that's your thing. I have enough time in my, in my schedule that I can do that. Or even just say every Friday, I'm going to make a video. You make that video every Friday, people come to expect it. They see on Friday, they see your smiling face or your set or whatever like thumbnail you have. And they're like, hey, that's that guy's new video or girl's new video. I'm going to watch that. And they expect that from you every Friday. You don't want to let them down. So be consistent. Stick with it. And I'll tell you the other thing that comes with being consistent is the fact that you're going to get really good at this. It may take you 100 videos. Go back and watch my first 100 videos. They're god awful. But if you stick with it long enough, every one of those videos is going to get a little bit better than the one before. And if you stick with it long enough, you'll actually have some pretty good videos. Don't expect your first videos to be hits. Your first video, I mean, you could do something viral, which would be tremendous, but plan for your first videos to get a couple of views and be happy with that. And, you know, just, just keep rolling with it. Just stick with it. The other thing, and I think that kind of ties with that is it's going to happen naturally. Your channel is going to grow naturally. You don't need to be buying billboards in Manhattan to grow your channel. You don't need to be asking for shout outs in everyone's comments. In fact, I would highly recommend not doing that. It's just, it doesn't work. And anytime I see a shout out, I just cringe. It doesn't work unless the person really feels strongly about your channel. I've shouted out plenty of channels, but they've all been ones that I really believe in and I want to support. So don't ask for shout outs. Let your channel grow naturally. If you make a video about a certain thing, whatever it may be, say you're making a Lego city. That's another like genre that we haven't gotten into. You make Lego city, number one, number two, number three, people that love Lego cities, they're going to find your stuff. Like YouTube's going to serve it up eventually. It's not going to be getting these massive views, like these people that are already established. And I should say it's never too late to start YouTube. Don't think that just because it's 2019 right now, or maybe even later, if you're watching this in the future, don't think that, Oh, I missed the bus. I can't do a YouTube channel. There's too many people that are doing it. Never your perspective, your personality is not on YouTube yet. Or maybe it is. You just need to put it out there. Just let it grow naturally. If you do want to grow your channel, and if you're looking for, a, I think, a really great way to do that, follow other people on YouTube, other LEGO YouTubers that are in your space that are doing what you're doing. For example, the LEGO City thing. Find other people that are doing LEGO Cities. Be like, hey, Dave, I love your LEGO City uh, I don't, you got to be careful how you do this. You don't want to be spammy, but you can be like, I love your Lego city. I also put, uh, I also put a bus in my Lego city. I'm just coming up with something here. I also put a bus in my Lego city. And I, I like the idea that you have for that. And somebody, either Dave, who made that video, all made up names, or maybe someone else that's watching that video might be like, Oh, I might go check that guy's thing out. Don't purposely put YouTube comments to spam just to be like, Hey, I do like if say it's a Lego city and you're like, Hey, I do Lego speed builds. Come out, come check out my channel. I do videos every Friday. <sighs> Don't do that. M make it natural, but talk to other people, find people that left a comment, maybe reply to somebody that has a comment or a question or something that you can provide value. If you're going to leave a comment, try to make it a valuable one, either providing value to other people that are reading it or the person that made the video. But if you do that, I've found YouTube channels that way before. Back in the day, like YouTube did a terrible job, I feel, in recommending Lego channels to me. I was looking for new people to subscribe to. And that's how I found Lego Freak. I ended up going down through Brixar's comments because I was like, I like Brixar. I like his videos. I imagine there's other people 
that watches videos that are like him or make videos like him. And I look for people with like Lego in their name and stuff like that, or have like a custom avatar. And that's, that's how I found him. So like you can find channels that way, right? So you want to be a part of that. Another great thing to do is if you find a channel that live streams like I do, and like a lot of other Lego people do, Join that community. Be a part of that stream. Again, don't go to the live stream and start promoting your stuff into the comments there, into the chat. But, like, talk to other people in there. I've seen lots of people grow their channel that way. Like, I've seen my community come together and support each other, and it's a really awesome thing. So if you're trying to grow your channel, the best thing you can do, number one thing, is try to make the best videos you can. You're going to have a lot more luck attracting people and having YouTube notice your videos and having people just want to watch your future videos by making ones that you think are good or the best of your abilities. Beyond that, if you're trying to grow it, not in a spammy way, but in a, like a natural way is, is to, to participate in the community, be a part of it. It's, the, it's my best advice that I can have for you. Um, I guess the other thing that I have here, and, and this is going to be a tough one for people because it's people want instant gratification. I wrote, give it time. It's not going to happen overnight. I've been doing this channel for a long time and I didn't see success for a very long time. But you know, when I did see success is when I made it consistent and I started following other creators and I became a part of this community. And as someone that felt like an outsider and that wasn't as, wasn't good enough for this community because I missed so much of it to come into this community and almost be like, a major part of it now. I feel I feel that way. Like I feel like I'm a major part of the Lego YouTube community and it's it's an honor. It's really cool. I'm not going to cry in this episode. I promise you that, but it's just it's awesome. So you can do it. If anybody needs someone to believe in them, I believe in you. I believe if you put your energy into something, if you put your passion into something, if you want it more than anything else, if you really want it, it will happen for you. Because it means you're going to be putting the work into it. If you don't put the work into it, it's not going to happen. And it shouldn't feel like work. It should feel like something you naturally want to do. I know people are constricted with time, but if you want something, you will find the time for it. You will. Like, it just depends where your priorities are. We could do a whole episode on that. But if your priority is having a successful Lego channel, starting it, growing it, if you follow a lot of the things that I have here, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that I, I haven't mentioned here. These are just the things that I think about and the things that I feel like helped me. You can do it. Uh, we did get some questions, though. I want to take this to it to the next spot here. I posted this on my community tab on on YouTube. I said, if you guys have any questions for this episode or anything you'd like me to cover, please leave it as a question here, and I'll address it in the episode. And we had a lot of really nice questions, so I'm going to go over to those right now. I made a nice little folder of all of those, and I might edit this out just so it saves a little bit of time, but maybe I won't. I think we've got maybe 10 questions. So let's go into this. This is me filling time. Okay, here we go. These are in no particular order, not my most favorite or least favorite or anything like that. Um, but question one comes from Matt Keys, who says, would it be worth starting a channel if the way things could go on YouTube? I've always thought about it as I love to show off my displays, a good way to get seen and follow your passion with like-minded people. It is, and his question was, is it worth starting a channel if the way things could go on YouTube? I'm assuming he's talking about the whole situation with if you have a toy channel or whatever, or if it's made for kids, that's going to be demonetized. And I absolutely think it is. If you're looking at this not as much as a uh, like a business or an income producing thing and as, as a hobby, as you explained there, as a way to get seen and follow your passion with like-minded people, absolutely start a YouTube channel. You don't have to make money from this to get enjoyment from it. In fact, a lot of people don't. And if you didn't know, it takes a long time to get monetized. Well, 
it may not take a long time depending on how we do, but I think most people it takes a while just to build that. I think it's a thousand subscribers and 4,000 minutes of watch time. Is that what it is? It's been a while since I've had to monetize a channel, but the only way you're ever going to get monetized is if you really love to do it. So I'd say no matter what happens with YouTube in January, go ahead and give a give it a run. Just see how it goes. If you if find out that you like it, continue on. If you don't, if you think you hate it, it doesn't hurt to stop. But I, I, I'm probably one of the biggest proponents of people starting YouTube channels. Geez, we go to like family gatherings and stuff. I'm trying to convince my random family members, people I meet, I'm trying to convince them to start a YouTube channel because how cool it is. Like I always tell people, Everyone has a hobby. You have to have something that you're interested in, something you love. And I guarantee there's other people out there that love that as well. So why not share that with the world? But some people, they, they, they're more person, they're not personal, they're more private and they want to keep that to themselves. And I understand. I just, I like to like, I don't know, it, it, when you love something, it's easy to share it. And I think that's what makes a good salesman too. If you love the product you sell, which I'm, I'm, sell, I'm selling you right now on starting a YouTube channel. If you love that product, it's very easy to inspire people. And I hope that's what I'm doing right now. So Matt, start your channel. Don't worry about YouTube. Tracy has a comment here that it's a bit of a long one. So bear with me here. It says, how do you balance being authentic and professional slash high quality when editing? What normal or flawed moments help keep you grounded and which ones distract from your purpose? You seem to have a good balance of what you choose to leave in. He's talking about mistakes. Uh, personally, it helps me connect to you, your family, and your content. While I've seen other channels where someone being clumsy, dropping things, or getting words mixed up distracts me from how good their content can be if carried out smoother. While other channels are so direct and all business, I don't connect with uh, the creator and lose interest in the channel. I'm curious why you try to balance things or how you try to balance things. Then again, maybe you're just awesomely genuine professional. I'll be honest with you, Tracy. I don't, it's not a calculated thing. I just try to be as authentic and real as I am. And if I make a mistake in a video, I don't try to hide it. I don't try to cover it up. It is what it is. It, I mean, it's, it, it's, sucks making a mistake because what'll happen on YouTube in my experience, because I've made plenty of them in all the videos I made, you'll get bombarded by comments about that one little mistake you made. You forgot to put the piece on whatever or you did this backwards or whatever. And you'll get hundreds of comments like that, but Hey, it's comments, right? And YouTube loves that. Um, it's, as far as we go, I just, again, I just try to keep it real and keep it authentic. If we mess something up, say a name wrong, whatever it, it is, what it is. I wouldn't say we go as far as like fumbling around and stuff like that. And I try to cut out parts where it's like, like really screwing up with things. But I think that when you show that you're a real person, I feel like like what you're saying here, people can connect with you more. Like if you think about, I'm not gonna put any names out there, but there's some channels out there that are so professional that I I don't know if this is actually true or not, but I've heard this, that when this said creator made a mistake or it was seen in their video that the mistake was made, they removed the video. It's like, really? for that, like you, you messed up with a build or whatever, you forgot to put a piece on or said something wrong. And you have, you are such stuck in being a perfectionist that you delete your video. That's a little much. I kind of just embrace it. Like we drop a piece, I call it pulling a brick attack. Like it becomes a part of our channel is, is messing up. Right. But I can see how that could get overboard. I, I just try to, I just try to share it as it is. And I think people appreciate that. And I, I can tell that you do Tracy. So thank you for that comment. Uh, if you are making a YouTube channel, don't get so hung up on it being perfect. It's better to put it out there than it is to try to make it perfect. What is the line? Don't let perfection get in the way of being good enough. That's, that's where it is. So, uh, William Lee Fox or William Lee Cox would like me to talk about finding the confidence 
to start a YouTube channel. And that's a scary thing, right? Because you're making these things and it's going out to all these people and you don't know how they're going to react. Are they going to make fun of you? Are they going to be mean to you, nasty? Not in the Lego community. And that's not what I've seen so far. The thing is, if you are a little self-conscious about yourself, don't do a face reveal. You don't have to be on camera like I am. Lots of Lego channels thrive not showing their faces. I think it makes it more personal when someone can see you and see who you are and, and have that contact. Like if, if this was just an audio thing, I don't think we would connect as much as we do. And some of you can comment on that because you're listening to this just in audio. But finding the confidence. I say just, again, put it out there. Don't tell any of your friends or personal family or anything about it. Just strangers. I find it much easier to put my stuff out to strangers than family. Because I don't, I'd rather just not know the person that's watching this. And like when I know that someone that I know is watching my videos, I feel embarrassed by that, which is kind of weird, right? But I feel embarrassed that they're like, they're like watching me and like seeing my life and stuff like that. So just put it out to strangers. Strangers don't care about you one way or another. And uh, if you don't feel confident in showing yourself, don't, but you know, whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable doing, just find the confidence to click that upload button. And after that, it's cake. Uh, Brick Pit, Brick Pit says, when, I like that name, says, when you think of how long it takes to go through every step necessary to create uh, and publish one video, what percentage of the total time goes to each step? That's a good question. And I'd like to bring this up because we talked about editing earlier and how that's optional for you. For me, that is the thing that takes all of the time. So making the video obviously doesn't take that long, especially if you do a style like we do where I just kind of film what's happening and then I splice that into something that's coherent and a little bit shorter. But if you're doing like a review, it, it's it can take time, especially if you want to do everything just right. I've done retakes and reshoots of that, but the time sucker is for sure the editing process. So much time trying to get it the way you want it. And again, it depends how thorough you are. I don't like having mistakes in my edits. So I always like edit the video down. Then I rewatch the video and it can take a considerable amount of time. So for the editing process, I would say it's probably 70% of the video, especially when you get into longer ones. Like if I do a 20 minute mail time video, that's probably an hour of footage and it's probably two hours of me editing it when you think about it. So editing is a killer. Uploading's easy. You click the button. That's like 3% probably and putting your title and, and your, your description and stuff on there. So if you can, if you like editing, you, I hope you like editing. If you plan to make YouTube videos, that's where the, the time's going to get you. Next question comes from that bricks guy he says, what do you think is holding back the Lego community from blowing up? Like ASMR community did, for example. And I thought about this and I, I 100% believe and you guys probably are going to I don't you'll probably agree with me or you might be shocked by this answer it's because lego isn't that popular lego isn't a thing that a lot of people are searching for to be honest with you like you might think it being that you're a lego enthusiast or fanatic or whatever you are lego maniac that lego is the biggest thing since sliced bread and you you just you eat breathe and sleep it it's not the case for most of the world. Like I have a vlogging channel with 260, 70,000 subscribers. And I do essentially the same thing focused on Lego on this channel. And I have like 70 something, which is both pretty incredible, but you can see the, the scope of things. And like, I would say about five to 10% of my income comes from Brickitect and 90 to 95% of it comes from Greg's world. So vlogging, or family vlogs or whatever the heck we're doing there, I call it sharing my life, is way, way, way more popular than making Lego content. If you're going into this hoping to make a career out of doing Lego videos, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think there's enough, there's not enough interest in it to really 
to do it. I mean, if I if Greg's world got completely cut out, I could probably do Brickitect for a living, but it would be it would be a stretch. So I don't know. I just I just think there's not enough people that are interested in Lego. Go make some Minecraft videos if you're if you want to be super popular or whatever whatever people are into these days. Uh, Brick Bounty says, "What kinds of Lego videos do you find get the most views? Example: if, if building videos, what kind of building? Or if reviews, what kind of review? Well, what I found in my experience, and it kind of upsets me a little bit, haul videos. Haul videos are." what people love, at least on my channel. And I think it's probably because I'm so transparent about prices and deals and people come to my channel for deals. So it's like, I'm like, Hey, I got this thing and I got it for 90% off. I wish. I think that's what people love. And it kind of hurts me a little bit to do a haul video where essentially all I'm doing is opening a box and showing you what's inside. And the next video will literally be me putting so much effort and time into unboxing, building that set, playing with it, letting you guys know what we think about it. I feel like that has so much more value, but those two videos, the whole video will do much better. And it's frustrating. It's like, it's dumb. It's, it's just, I, I don't, I guess it's for the same reason that reality TV shows are more popular than, than the news or, or whatever, or things that are educational. I just, why don't more people want to see the valuable thing as opposed to the thing that's not so valuable? I don't know, but haul videos for me, I mean, they may, may be different for other people. Trick Bricks asks, what do you feel is more important when it comes to videos, quality or quantity? Would you be more inclined to follow a creator who puts up a few top-notch videos a month or someone who uploads a shoot from the hip video every day several times a week? Personally, I'd rather see the shoot from the hip video. I'd rather just be a part of your life. I go to YouTube every single day and I look for videos from people that I want to watch. I do appreciate people that make like these hugely amazing cinematic things, but I think it's far better and I think YouTube algorithm treats it far better if you're just kind of keeping the things rolling and again if you get into that quality versus quantity thing you may end up letting perfection kill your work that's not to say that i've committed to making daily videos and today's tuesday i don't have a video to make so i'm just going to run over and try to do something you know really quick and it not be meaningful i think there's a balance there but i'd rather watch someone that makes videos pretty consistently instead of like once a month that you like you're like Oh man, I forgot I'm even subscribed to this channel. I've had videos pop up like that. I'm like, wait, it's been six months since you made a video. Your video is awesome, but maybe you're better off just making these like smaller things or maybe mixing it up a little bit. Albert says, whoops, just skipped Albert's question. He says, hi, Greg. Actually, I'm starting a Lego channel very soon. And I'd like to know if you can answer this question. I don't want to use this word, but where do you recommend I should advertise my Lego channel? Okay, I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. Advertising your Lego channel I don't like to use that word at all, but I think you can become a part of this community by, like I said, getting into people's comments and chats and become a part of the community. Again, don't spam your stuff. Don't go to people's stuff and be like, hey, I'm Albert and I just made a YouTube channel and I'm going to give my first 10 subscribers a, a piece of candy. I don't know. Don't do that. It's so distasteful. And I can tell you as a creator that has comments on their videos, I just, I just hit the delete button on those things. Next question comes from Gblocks. says, how to start a Lego channel as a non-native English speaker? Any tips or thoughts? I want to start a channel and English is acceptable, Dutch, uh, but it really doesn't feel natural to me. Most of the community is in English and I would love to be a part of that. This is a fantastic question and I appreciate you putting this out there. In fact, I got four people that essentially said the same thing. 
what do I, how do I do a Lego channel if I'm a non-native English speaker? And I thought about this a bit. I'm like, okay, say you're from, say you speak Italian, for example. Why do you feel the need to be in the English part of YouTube, right? Like I would think that there's other Italian people that want to watch videos in Italian, right? So like, like why wouldn't you make your videos in the language that you're comfortable making them? I'm sure you're not going to have maybe the, the audience because maybe YouTube is way more popular in the United States than it is in Italy, but why not make your, your videos for people that are like you that speak your language? I always get this when I do giveaways and occasionally they'll be like, this is, you know, if I'm mailing something, it's US, US only. And people get so angry that are from other parts of the world. I always think like, why don't you follow a YouTuber that's doing a giveaway that lives in the UK or whatever? Like, what, do those people not exist? I don't follow any non-English speaking YouTube channels, but I imagine they're out there. Like, why, why not, why not cater that audience? But if you can speak English and you determine that this is a much bigger demographic and you feel okay with it, give it a shot. Maybe here's what I would do. This would be very fascinating. Make the same video in both languages and see what happens. Maybe there's this part where people are desperate for, for non-English Lego videos and just no one's making them because they all feel like they need to make English ones. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably not the most qualified answer, but it was really fascinating to get a lot of people asking that. I guess my question back to you guys is why, why do you feel like you need to be in this part of, of YouTube? But he, he does say, I would love to be a part of that. I can understand. I mean, again, all the channels I follow are in English and I think there's some fantastic ones, but I think you could be a fantastic or an amazing non-English speaking YouTuber if you wanted to be. Uh, next question comes from Titanium J who says, what is the most important thing to sustain a Lego channel besides consistent uploads? For me, that that is number one, but I, boy, what, what else could you do other than be consistent? I guess just... Do the, do the things that I mentioned in the beginning of this video with making sure the, the lighting's good, the audio's good, the, the video quality is okay, keeping the camera still. Try to do those things to sustain your channel. But I think the biggest thing with sustaining a channel that comes with consistency is keeping your interest in it. If you're interested in it, you will be consistent. You will sustain your channel. If, you, if you're doing this just because you think it's going to be something, then it doesn't turn into be that. You shouldn't force yourself to keep doing it if you don't love it. It's just it's just not going to work. You're going to find reasons to you, – you were making that video every Friday and now it's like, ah, I'm going to skip this Friday. I'll go into next Friday. And then next Friday comes, you skip that. That's why I always tell people to have a schedule and be consistent. But if it's if you find it's not something that you're enjoying doing, there's no reason for you to keep, keep doing it, right? So it's a tough question. It really is. To sustain your Lego channel I think just comes down to you and your personality. If you want it, it will be. Boy, we're getting philosophical here. I think we do have one question left here. Uh, M. Brick says, what do you think is most important in a Lego video? And this is a very good answer and something I've already talked about here several times, your personality. You are the most important thing in your Lego video. It's not the Lego stuff. It's certainly not. It's your personality. People don't watch our channel because I'm reviewing the newest sets because I'm reviewing sets or talking about, I don't call them reviews. I'm talking about sets that are years old. People come because they like our personality, like what we can bring to the table. And that's what you have. Like I said, 15,000 people can review a Lego set, but only you can do it in your style. And only you can share how you feel, whether that's the same as someone else or different. I, I would try to be as different as you can, not too different. Don't go too crazy, but be you. 
Be yourself. Share a little bit of yourself. The channels that I love the most and the ones that I follow are the ones that don't just do the the stereotypical Lego videos that you see. I like people that put themselves out there. I like getting to know the creator that I follow. I'm not going to go as far as saying I like being a part of their life, but I like I like having that connection, and that's where I think having a, a face reveal is helpful. Because there's a lot of channels I don't know what the people look like. But I can tell you the channels I love the most are the ones that I do know what they look like. And maybe you feel the same way too. Uh, those are the end of the questions that we got. But there is one other thing that I want to cover uh, that I thought about making a podcast episode, but I don't think would necessarily be a full episode within itself. And that is, how do I start a YouTube channel with no money and no Lego sets? You might be thinking, well, that's impossible, Greg. Well, if you have that cell phone, you're okay. My, my recommendation is to do what's actually very successful here on YouTube and be a commentator, be a Lego commentator. Talk about news, sets that are coming out. Talk about things that you're, you do a podcast. I mean, I don't know. You don't have to have Lego sets to be successful. Look at a lot of the channels. Like there's a lot of channels that I follow that them actually building or showing Lego sets in hand is only maybe 20% of their channel. The other 80% is is commenting on like news that's coming out or talking about, you know, is a brick tech buying it? That's a perfect example of you don't need to have sets in your hand to, to, to do a channel. There's a lot of things you can do without actually owning Lego. Even if you have a modest collection, there's a lot you can do with that. If I had a very modest collection, 100% I would just do mocks. I would I would try to do as, as, what, what I can with what you have. Because again, you're probably, or you may be a child or a younger kid or somebody that, you don't have hundreds of dollars to go out and spend money on Lego sets. And maybe your parents don't have that money. And that's completely fine. You can still make this happen. If you have a collection, share all of that. Share what you have. Talk about your collection. Talk about how you don't have any money. Put it out there. People can can relate to that, right? Try to share anything that you don't absolutely have to have Lego in your hands. I've seen a lot of people that have been successful at doing that kind of stuff. Do live streams where you're talking about stuff. Do, do the unthinkable. Become an icon chatter. I didn't say that, but yeah, you could find ways. I just thought I'd throw that out there because I think that's another drawback. People think that people come up with excuses before they even try to make a channel. Like I don't have a camera. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have, I'm not cool enough. I'm, I'm worried about how people will think of me. I don't have any Lego sets. You can make it happen. I believe in you. And I, there's other people that are going to find you. They're going to believe in you too. Just give it a shot. Make one video for me. Do it for me. If you've been thinking about this for a long time, what I would love you to do by the time we make this next Missing Pieces podcast episode, which will be roughly a week from now, I don't have the date nailed down. My goal for you is to make one video, put one video out there to the world and just see how it goes. One person watches it, so be it. Make another video, maybe two people watch it. Make another video, maybe 10 people watch it. Just keep going, do it, get started. The hardest part of anything, and I say this, I think I said this in the last episode, the hardest part of anything is getting started. So if you can just get it started, that's all you have, that's all you have to do. Just, just put it out there. Put it out to the world. And if you're nervous about it, maybe no one will watch it and you'll feel even better about yourself. So that's I think that's it for this episode. There is a couple other things I want to cover. We don't have a sponsor, of course, so I thought, why don't I sponsor this these episodes myself? So how can I support Missing Pieces? If you found value in this podcast in some way, how long have we been going now? Quite a while. Yeah, this is a little longer. You guys wanted some longer episodes. Here it is. How can you support the Missing Pieces podcast? Number one way, for $1 or more per month. I feel like one of those people that's advertising for those, for like the, the poor kids that have no food. For only $1 a month, you can support the Missing Pieces podcast by going to my Patreon. Link down below, right below all of the podcast links. $1 or more per month. 
throw me a dollar. If, is it, if this content is worth a dollar per month to you and you can afford it, it's, it would help. It's awesome. If you can do more than that, even better, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's much appreciated. If you don't want to do that, buy a BrickTech shirt. You can go to teespring.com slash store slash BrickTech link down below as well. Buy yourself a BrickTech shirt. Support the cause. Also, if you want to, if, if you don't want to buy anything from me, you don't want to support me on a monthly basis, you're like, Greg, I don't love you that much. I don't want to wear your t-shirt. I don't want to be a monthly subscriber or, or patron to you, which I am putting up videos there as well. Go to my Amazon link. Use my Amazon link. You need something from Amazon? Amazon gives me like 3% or something, whatever you buy. So buy whatever the heck you want. It doesn't have to be Lego. It can be anything. Toilet paper. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind, but that is definitely how we need to end the episode on that. Buy whatever you need on Amazon. All the links are down below if you want to support the channel. I imagine there's there's got to be one person out there that got something out of this. And maybe down the road, like come back to this episode 10 years from now, if you're like, I'm now the biggest Lego YouTube star. And I got my start on a Missing Pieces episode three. It's what encouraged me. That would bring so much joy to my heart. So on that, guys, I want to thank you so much for, for being here, for listening to this, watching this, if you're watching it. And uh, I guess until next time, what was our outro? Shoot, something about missing pieces. I don't think I saved that. Oh, we're all missing pieces. And hopefully you can be found. We'll end on that. That's That sounds good to me. I'll have to find that. If you're the person that gave me that epic outro, Leave it down in the comments, or if you want to go back and listen to it from the last episode, it's going to be at the very end. Let me know what that epic outro was so I can do it in episode four. I'd really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. We will see you very soon.